after an incredibly rough start. Hello, good day, good evening. I am, as always, your host, Brody Robertson, and today we are back for episode 66 of Tech of a T. If you want to go find out why the start was so rough, uh, go watch the sound check that'll be available the day after this comes out. If you listen, actually, no, if you listen to the audio version, the day before it comes out, if you listen to the Odyssey version, the day after it comes out over on Odyssey, where I do the sound check. Um, yeah, I'm just going to forget that all of that actually happened, and we're going to start with the actual planned topic, rather than technical difficulties. So, you may have noticed the title, and what I'm actually doing today is actually kind of weird. So, I've never done a podcast where I theme the entire thing around a specific topic. So, normally, you've probably seen the podcast, it's based around whatever I come up with. Usually, it's going to be like a bit of anime, a bit of gaming, a bit of VTubers, a bit of everything. But I thought for once, why don't I just go and theme an entire episode around just one specific topic and just see how it goes. I don't know if I'm going to do more of these in the future or if it's going to completely fall on its face and be an absolute train wreck. It could be the greatest thing I've ever made and make this channel explode. I have no idea. All I know is that there's a lot of other podcasts that like to theme an episode around a topic. And I thought, hey, why don't I give it a shot? And it's not like I'm an expert in many things. But when it comes to weeb trash, I think that's something I can say that I'm fairly well versed in. Even if it's not exactly the best use of my time. So today we're going to be theming this entire episode around VTubers. Not just the concept of VTubers. I want to do a bit of a... I guess a rundown of how we got to where we are. So going through the history of VTubers, looking at where we're at right now, and even talking a bit about where I think the industry is going to go in the future, because it's here to stay. Like, there's at this point, I don't think VTubing is going to be something that just fades into the ether as something that was like, oh yeah, that's a thing that people did for a little bit and then just stopped. I think that with how prolific VTubing has become at this point, I think it's really here to stay with the future of online content. Whether it's going to be, you know, as big as it is right now for the rest of time, I can't say. I don't have a time machine. That would be really cool, though. So, all I can say is based on the trajectory we've come so far and how much momentum is behind VTubing and all of the interesting stuff that's been happening lately, I think that VTubing is definitely going to be a big part of not just the content for YouTube going forward. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing a shift in content on... Obviously, we see it on Twitch as well, but outside of uh, the long-form content or the the video-form content we normally see on these platforms, I think there might even be a takeoff in the short-form content, which actually is one of the reasons why I decided to make this. So it's a random, random side tangent. I'll get into like the, the main topic in a bit, but the reason I decided to make this is... I saw a a short on YouTube by uh, Hanamakia. Hanamakia is a member of Nijisanji ID, I'm going to say. I'm pretty sure. Give me one second. I want to fact check because I know there's going to be someone who watches this who's just a massive, massive uh, VTuber simp who's going to correct me on anything I get wrong. Uh, yes, Nijisanji ID. I actually have the, um, the VTuber wiki open here, so I might come back to this every so often. Anyway. I'll check it out if you want to see, uh, if you want to dig really deep into the history of VTubing and just VTubing in general. Anyway, I saw a YouTube short by Hanamakia 
And it was a very simple short. And it was just Hanamakia saying, who painted the Mona Lisa? And then in the most adorable voice ever, because it's Hanamakia saying, Da Vinci. And that, that's why we're here today, because VTubing is going to continue being super popular because of adorable things like this. <laughs> if you're not a massive weeb like I am, maybe you don't understand why that's adorable, but just go look at the short where Hanamakiya says Da Vinci, and it is adorable. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into the main thing. I was planning, if I had done this a bit later, to actually wear some uh, some trashy VTuber ver uh, merch. So I ordered the, uh, I think it was the Nyanu's pullover hoodie and the Iron Mouse zip-up hoodie when they did a uh, a sale over on Shark Robot. That's the um the store they use for the Shoujo uh, merch sales. It was just a uh, pre-order thing, so you can't actually get them anymore. Jeez, uh, okay, due to high volume orders, up to four weeks shipping. Alright, okay, well that's gonna explain why I don't have my merch yet. Uh, it's supposed to be here at some point. Hopefully it gets here during winter because, you know, it's a jumper. Uh, but it's not here yet. So, you have to deal with me looking, I don't know, like I came from a, a punk concert or something. Because <laughs> that's how I dress all the time. This isn't just how I dress, like, for my videos and for live streams. This is just what I wear all of the time. <laughs> anyway, um... Let's go all the way back to the start. Let's go back. How many years are we going back, actually? So I'm not. Do I'm didn't uh, didn't do any research. I'm just gonna go off my memory. How many years back do we have to go to find the start of Kizuna Eye? I have to. It's got what? It's got to be at least five years at this point. Let's go see when Aichan did her first first ever video. Do not play that. I don't. Oh, it's a Pepsi Max ad. Definitely don't play that. I don't want to get copyright struck by Pepsi Max. Uh, uploads. All videos. Uh, how do we go? How do we sort? How do I sort your videos? Aichan. Why, why can I not sort your videos in reverse? Actually, if I can just look up Aichan first video, can't I? Yeah, that'll work. First, first episode. There we go. Okay, so four years ago. I thought it was actually... Um, Longer than that. Wow, okay. Four years ago, this is when everything started. When out of nowhere... Actually, is that... Is it... Hmm, yeah, four years ago, we'll say. Pretty sure that's the first... Yeah, no, this is the first ever video. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to see a Woolworths ad. Um, where out of nowhere, we had this anime girl talking to us. Just absolutely out of nowhere. So before this point... I don't think the concept of VTubing even existed. I think I'm I'm pretty unless there was someone like, unless this is like the Doom case where there were other FPS games and no one cared about them. I'm pretty sure that Keys and I was the first VTuber that existed, and I remember there being like articles from even like The Verge at the time coming out, like mainstream. Uh, here you go. Actually, it's actually five years, but YouTube counts years, weirdly. Anyway. Even from, like, mainstream outlets talking about how, like, there is this anime girl on YouTube just being an anime girl on YouTube. This Because before that point, I don't think people realized, like, how good facial tracking had really got and how good mocap had actually become. <clears throat> because 
I don't think anyone realized, like, doing something like this was actually really possible on, like, the budget you could have for, like, a web series. But Keys and I showed up on the scene, and she was sort of just doing, like, these little skit videos. Basically, like, oh, here's, like, uh, I'm gonna do the q and I'm gonna do, like, hey, just, just random little skit videos that were popular at the time. Like, I'm gonna play some, like, game, I'm gonna do some challenge or something like that. But all of it, what was making it different was the fact that it was being done in like a virtual space rather than like all of the channels that existed at the time where everyone was doing IRL stuff or they were doing stuff in a game. This was someone who was in a virtual space doing things that you in some cases couldn't do in the real world. Like I remember there was one where she like climbed into a giant bowl of, I think it was like a giant pot of milk or I don't know, it was a giant, giant pot of something. I don't remember the exact details. And it was just this new form of content that no one had seen at the time. Now, I could probably do an entire episode just on the history of Keys in Eye. Because initially, iCharm was like this individual thing. Maybe there was a staff member working alongside her. But it wasn't this massive, massive industry that it was, or that it has become now. Because at, I think it was... Maybe a year ago. A year ago sounds about right. Maybe two years ago. Where there was a bit of a shift in the way that iChan's channel was being run. So prior to that point, you just had Keys in her eye. And she had her second and third... I think it was second and third channel. Where you had Keys in her eye doing her main skit stuff. Then you had some music stuff. Which may have actually been on the main channel at the time. And then you had the gaming channel where she did like, you know gaming content the sort of gaming content that everyone else does you have a little webcam in the corner and you play a game which actually sort of that style of content is still sort of stuck around with the way that um vtubing is being done now but we'll get into that in a bit so there came a point where they brought in extra talents to play the other keys in eye characters so you had the the keys in eye for keys in eye games and keys in eye for the singing channel, and then the main keys and I. And there was a news article that came out a while back where people were thinking that the main iChan was going to be replaced. And that's sort of what it looked like at the time because the main voice actress for keys and I was sort of taking a more of a management role. But since then, I believe she has come back to actually fulfill her role as keys and I, maintaining that sort of uh, continuity, I guess. But the problem that people had at the time was that even though VTubing had, by that point, because this was still two years ago, where VTubing was still not the size it is now, but still fairly well established, you'd never seen more of like a a corporate approach to VTubing where obviously you did have like Hololive at the time, but if a Hololive member, you know, couldn't continue, that member would be replaced. There wasn't a time up until that point where you would even consider the fact that there would be a, a VTuber where they actually changed the personality behind the VTuber. That just wasn't something that anyone had really considered. So it was a big controversy at the time. Since then, though, they've sort of dealt with that in a pretty decent way where the extra personalities for iChan have sort of been split off into extra characters. So rather than having these different versions of iChan, they've become, I guess, their own characters under the banner of... I don't remember what the company that... Oh, or the, the operates iChan is what 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 is the 
Is it UT? It's UT something. One second. UT. Is it UTG or something like that? UT8? Um. I can't remember what the company was called. It is. Come on, give me an answer. Wiki, give me something. Something here. UDP. No, UDP. UPDA. UPDA. I knew there was a U in there somewhere. And they sort because of, I guess, because of the success of Hololive at the time and other VTuber groups that were forming, they decided to take the similar approach to them where rather than, you know, as I was saying, having all of these voices where it clearly wasn't popular because the first time they actually brought in the different... Although the first time they actually acknowledged the fact that there were different voices for Ai-chan, that was probably the... According to the wiki, at least, the least... Uh, sorry, the most disliked video on Ai-chan's channel. Which makes sense because... It was it was a massive change and people don't like change. Since then, I don't know how well Love Chan, which is one of the uh, personalities at IP, have actually been doing. But because the company, like every other company right now, wants to expand into China, they also made like a Chinese variant of Ai Chan as well called uh, Aige. I don't I, I don't know any, really anything about her because she only operates on Bilibili, which is a Chinese streaming site and a Chinese video site. And only speaks in Mandarin. So I've never had any opportunity to actually watch her content. But. It's probably pretty good. I don't know. If, if they decide. Unless she, unless she's just not even operating anymore. But as I said. Uh, don't watch Iger. Uh, anyway. Besides that. I think. What Aichan did was sort of. While not really perfecting the way that VTubing was going to be done in the years going forward, did set a stage where people could actually start, you know, approaching this content and sort of had a framework to actually work from and gave people the idea that actually doing this was something that was possible. Now, Aichan was the first VTuber and was also the, at the time, the first 3D VTuber. Now, 3D VTubers sort of don't get as much attention anymore because making a, th a good 3D model is incredibly difficult. But there are still plenty of 3D VTubers, um, which sort of takes us into, like, the... I guess the next set of VTubers after that, the people who sort of... The sort of, the people who sort of set the stage for, like, the, the next set of where VTubing was going to go. So this was when people started... Exp started expanding in the JP space. I don't think there was any EN VTubers at the time, but there may have been some little ones that were starting to pop up. I know people like Natsume Moe have been around for a really long time. When did Moe start actually operating? Let's find out. Uh, no Okay, thank you. Natsume. Uh, Natsume. Can I, can I spell? Natsume Moe. Uh, Nats sorry, Natsumi, my bad. I ignore the fact that I've no idea what I'm saying. Natsumi Moe, uh, Moe, uh, 2018, so two years after. So she still has been around for quite a while, just nowhere near as long as Aichan. Um, but at the time, VTubers I was a big fan of then was like Kaguya Luna, Mirai Akari. Those were the main ones that I were watching. A bit after that, people like Pinkie Pop Hepburn also showed up and there were 
hundreds of other VTubers appearing, but still nowhere near the level of VTubers that you're seeing nowadays. But the thing with the JP VTuber space, so at the time, all of the big VTubers were in the JP space. The problem with JP VTubers is the same problem with watching anime. If you want to appeal to people outside of Japan, there needs to be some way for people to actually watch that content. And this is where we start seeing... Like, while the content was fun itself, like, you could still watch, like, a Midai Arcade video by itself and still have fun with it. But the thing that actually made them appeal outside of Japan is the fact that a small community of people who actually knew Japanese and knew English started appearing. The same sort of people who make who made it possible in the early days to actually watch any anime, and that was the subbers. Basically, what defined if your channel was actually going to do well was if the subbers got interested in your channel. While you could obviously become a big channel in the JP space, having the ability to market yourself into an English audience obviously is going to give you a much better shot to actually become a big channel. And early on, the way subbing worked is that this was before YouTube removed this feature. Uh, people could submit community subtitles to a video and then the channel could decide, hey, do I want these subtitles? And most of the time they would say yes. And the popular VTubers like iChan, obviously, at the time, who was still, I believe at the time, was still the biggest VTuber, uh, Midai Akari, Kaguya Luna, all got subs within like a day or two of like the time their content came out. But in a lot of cases, it still took maybe it, for like the less popular content or the really long videos, like occasionally iChan would do like a 30 minute or an hour video. Um, this is when people were sort of testing the water, uh, the waters with doing VTubing and live streaming at the same time, which was a whole nother thing that we're going to get into. Um, but the things that were longer like that just didn't really get subbed or got subbed way later. So a lot of people just didn't get to see that content. And even, even so though, I still think, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, especially the Mirai Arcade stuff and Aichan, because a lot of it was also, um, I guess it was like physical humor. Uh, they would both do, they would both definitely do physical humor videos, which still do translate past languages. Plus, regardless, they're still adorable. And if you know a little bit of Japanese, you can at least follow along enough to have fun with it. But that's when they started also doing some collaboration, doing normal YouTuber stuff, and that sort of just kept going on for quite a while. Sometime in the mix, I don't know who the first EN VTuber was, but at some point in the mix... EN VTubers started to appear, and I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably not controversial, whatever uh, whatsoever. But the original EN VTubing was absolute garbage. I don't know what was going on back then. I think it's the same thing with like early anime dubbing, where the people doing the voices were trying to sound like they were Japanese. Like, not putting on, like, a Japanese accent. I don't mean that. I mean, trying to sound like, you know, they have the really high-pitched voices of, like, an anime character and trying to do only the cutesy stuff. Because at the time, like, no one had really done, you know, like, what Callie's doing now. I'll get into Callie in a bit, but no one had really done, like, the, you know, being an actual person sort of thing. Everyone at the time was still very much playing a character. Maybe the character was relatively similar to the way they were in real life, but they were still 
playing this character. Like, Ai-chan obviously was playing the character of being, like, a, a super-intelligent AI. Uh, Midai Akari was playing, like, the, the perf- the, I guess, attempting to be a perfect idol, but sort of being the ditzy character. And Kaguya Luna, I don't know how to describe what she was doing. Uh, I guess the best way to describe her is, like, a precursor to people like, uh, Kureji Ori. Like, in the, in the Hololive ID side, there's a character- or, there's there's a character, a girl, a person, a VTuber, we'll go with that, who has a little bit too much energy. Um, I think that's, if if you know what she's like, then understanding what Luna is like is fairly easy as well. But the thing about the EN VTubers, even though they were really cringy, and I personally didn't like what they were doing at the time, I still think they played a really big part in making it so... VTubing could actually appeal outside of Japan. And I'm sure there were people, like, in Southeast Asia and also in China and other places like that also starting to do the, I guess, do the EN... Not just... Not EN VTubing. Do, like, the non-JP VTubing and trying to make it appeal to their audience even if... Even if the way they were doing it just didn't make sense at the time. But that's sort of what always happens with the first gen of anything. Like, even, even early Ichan stuff is way different to what she's doing now. Like, very early stuff. Actually, if we go over to her channel again, the very early stuff she was doing was, as I said, the very skit, uh, skit comedy stuff. But nowadays, I'm pretty sure she's actually doing a lot of what, like, the other channels are doing as well. Um, yeah, so while she is still doing the skit comedy stuff she's also doing the occasional live stream content as well and live streaming is where i guess where vtubing is right now but that's that we'll get into that topic in a bit so the first generation of anything is always a big train wreck and there's always going to be improvements upon it as people continue to i guess perfect their crafting and you to keep working on it and people try out new things see what works and eventually you end up getting something that's actually kind of decent. Now, at this time, I'd sort of taken a bit of a break from VTubing. Um, I just didn't really... Oh, not from VTubing. From watching VTubing. I, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't VTubing. That would be a whole other story. Um, I sort of took a break from watching VTubers. I just didn't really have... I guess I didn't really have much of an appeal to them because subbing at the time was... Subbing at the time was very much slowing down and the main VTubes I cared about were on the GP side. Because uh, I didn't know about Hololive at this point. I don't think... When did Hololive start, actually? I think this would have been in, like, 2018, 2019 or so. When did Hololive start? Uh, 2019. So this would have been just before... Uh, just before... No, sorry, the Tolo Stars. Where's Hololive? Uh, that is the third generation. Maybe it's a bit further back. When did Fubuki start? Give me an answer. Uh, 2018. Okay. Okay, so yeah, I would have stopped watching around when Hololive first gen was starting. Um, and this is where we started to see... Actually, no, before that, something big got me back into VTubers. And that was that there was a VTuber anime that came out. This was a really weird one because I didn't realize that VTubers had, like, grown this much. I, I thought it was still, like, this really sort of niche thing, and maybe it was still gaining popularity in Japan, but, like, 
still not really being that that crazy. Let's see. Um, here we go. This I think is what was one of those early things that sort of got a lot more attention on VTubers. So here it is. It is Virtual Sun wa Miteru. Um and I Chan sang the opening for this one. The song is actually a banger. I highly recommend listening to the opening. And this sort of got me interested in like the whole the whole weird scene of VTubers outside of like the cute anime girls. Because I didn't even realize that like there were any male VTubers at the time. Also, there was a dude who had like a horse head and there was a gorilla. Uh and like a a a really really weird looking peanut thing. I don't know. VTubers had sort of got weird in the time that I stopped watching them. People were starting to experiment with stuff and seeing what was actually sort of what was actually gonna be possible with VTubing. And also, uh the original member of Hololive was also a um a member of this of this anime. But I didn't actually know about Hololive at that point. I didn't know about Niji Sanji. I didn't know about any of that. I didn't know there were Holo I didn't know there were like VTuber groups that existed. I thought everyone was just doing indie stuff still at this point. And that's when stuff sort of started to change. Because I got myself back into VTubers. I started watching people like Akari again, Aichan again, and I sort of kept doing that for a while, coming back and forth for a while, and then and then I discovered where the industry had sort of shifted to, and that was towards live streaming. Live streaming was the big shift that happened with VTubers, and that was the thing that sort of set off the, I guess, the exponential growth that we're seeing today. The thing about live streaming is you can produce a lot of content that you didn't have to specifically plan. So, say some funny event happens, like you accidentally show your desktop, or, oh, look, I died in this game, I rage quit. This is when the live stream started happening, because when the live stream... Uh, the, when the live stream... Try that again. When the live streaming started happening, this is when there was a, a sort of shift in the way that people approach their characters. So up until this point, because everyone was doing like the video stuff, maintaining a character on like a, you know, a five minute video, a 10 minute video, spill water over myself, isn't really that difficult. Now try keep that up, that, that same thing up for two hours three hours, in the case of Korone, doing, like, over 24-hour streams, because she's insane. Try keep up a character that's not similar to your regular personality for that long. Streaming VTubers is when you start to see people actually not just using this VTuber character to, you know, do funny stuff they wouldn't be able to do in the real world, but do stuff that they wouldn't feel comfortable doing online if they had to show their face. This was a way for people who were kind of shy online to start doing really fun content. Like, take take Matsuri, for example. She had... <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe, like, some of the content she's done. Like, when she does... like Some of her early uh, collabs with, like, Luna, for example, or when she does... Honestly, honestly, anything she does, or with um, with some of what what's her name? There's a girl in Niji Sanji that she's a big simp for. Um, I'm forgetting the name of, but anyway, this gives them an opportunity to like, I guess, really be themselves if they want to be, not just have to play a character, not just 
have to be, oh, I'm a cutesy anime girl. I'm gonna be a cutesy anime girl. That's where you also started to, sh- uh, started to see a shift in, like, also the style. Because people started to be, I guess, more true to the way they really were, people were no longer just doing, hey, I'm a cutesy anime girl. Like, there are still, obviously, those VTubers that do exist. Like, Toki no Sora uh, is an, a great example of that, but not everyone was sticking with the perfect idol. Like, you were getting those people, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like Matsuri, like Luna, who in some cases were like actively, actively pushing the boundaries of what could be done in a live stream. Or you had like, the infamous, this is actually what got me really into Hololive. There was an infamous clip of um, Sakura Miko playing uh, GTA 5. Just look up GTA 5 uh, Miko and you'll find it. Uh, there is a scene in GTA 5 with a, um, a certain, certain uh, rhythmic phrase that I'm, um, I'm not going to say because I'll get myself yeeted off the internet. Hmm. But that video went viral, and that is where I personally found um, Hololive. And I've also personally found Clippers. This is the, th- the big thing that happened with live streaming as well. Not just the fact that, yeah, people were doing long-form content and being themselves. The fact that because of that long-form content and the interesting clips that were happening, or the interesting scenes that were happening, people were starting to clip that content. So YouTube, unlike Twitch, doesn't have like a built-in clipping feature where you can link the content back to the person's channel. But it seemed like because of the established relationship that existed with the subbers, people were more than happy to clip the content and still advertise the original creator of it. They weren't trying to claim that that was their stuff or trying to make... A lot of people weren't even running ads or trying to make any money off of it. They were just you know, trying to bring these things to the people, because honestly, like, subbing and clipping, or I guess subbing an entire live stream is just not feasible. Especially because, in a lot of cases, like, um, people, like, a lot of the the Hololive girls especially stream every day, and subbing a five or a six hour stream every day is just not possible. Unless you have, like, a massive team of people, it's just not gonna happen. But when you go and clip some, like, funny moment, when you just clip a funny moment, it's the exact same thing as subbing, like, a 5-10 minute video. So, the same thing from earlier could keep happening, but now... Now sort of more distributed, rather than all being focused on, Hey, I'm writing subs for Keys and Eyes channel, I upload them, we're done here. It's now like, hey, I could just start a channel and start clipping this stuff and start showing people what these VTubers actually are doing. And that was, I think, what really spiked up the growth. It still it still didn't lead to the spike we see now, but it certainly did spike it up. The other thing that you uh, see happen with the uh, streaming VTubers, because things like YouTube have super chats, people get really excited to throw money at people when other people are throwing money. Like, there are, like, you know, super chat wars. People are trying to up, um, I guess, over-tip each other, or there are people who are trying to, like, uh, have conversations in the super chats, just ignoring what's happening in the stream. Uh, there was one clip I saw recently where I think it was on Ina's stream, uh, where some of the people were doing super chats to play tic tac toe 
on Ina's forehead because she has a massive forehead. I'll show you her. I'll show you a picture of Ina. Um, Ina uh, is adorable. She is a member of the um, Polo Live English side. Ninomai Inanis. You can't really see it with her old, uh, her old avatar, but her bangs here cover a massive forehead. So when she got a new costume that didn't have the um the, the massive <laughs> the massive bangs, there was a massive forehead in the way. But anyway, the super chatting was also bringing tons and tons of money into the industry. And when obviously tons of money start coming to an industry, you're gonna have people sort of trying it out. People who didn't think there was really any way you could really succeed in it or people who just had other commitments and couldn't really dedicate the time if they didn't think there was going to be i guess i guess some return they could actually make on it like obviously if you're going to be doing something like live streaming at the start you're not going to make any money off of it but you still want to have at least i think Ultimately, you still want there to be a possibility that people are going to see what you're doing. Even if that doesn't directly relate to money, I don't think there's any artist out there who really wants to be in a situation where no one would ever want to see their content. I think even the most like diehard creativity is for the sake of creativity. I think even those people wouldn't want to make something that no one is ever going to care to see. I think there's always going to be at least a part of your brain that does sort of focus on that. But by having by having this um this live streaming, it was showing that yeah, you actually not just at the size of Hololive, but even small VTubers could actually reasonably focus a lot of time on this. Now this is when I also started to see another type of um, VTuber showing up. And that was the Twitch VTuber. Now, the difference between a Twitch VTuber and a YouTube VTuber is kind of the same difference between someone who streams on YouTube and someone who streams on Twitch. The Twitch culture is really weird. I don't understand it myself, but the way Twitch, the way Twitch is, is it's a very different landscape. And the way people talk on Twitch, the way people interact in chat is very different from the way that people do it on YouTube. Like, you know, on YouTube, spamming isn't exactly, um, isn't exactly an accepted practice. It's sort of getting more accepted in live streams, but Twitch, like, you want to have a bunch of people spamming pog emotes? Like, that's, that's an entirely normal thing. Or spamming, like, a wall of pepes? Like, no one's gonna really have any problem with that, assuming you're not just doing it when, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're just joining in on the fun and wall of pepes, like, that's, that's just, that's just how Twitch works. But the thing you started to see, especially with the EN side on the on Twitch, is that they really didn't even care remotely about the like fake idol stuff. Like there was no I guess no um I guess no semblance of care about about that. So you had people just straight up swearing like I do in live stream, like, fuck this, fuck that. Some people talking about, like, especially nowadays, we have, like, people like Vebe talking about, like, getting rammed and <laughs> talking about uh, Annie, how she wants to get, like, uh, she wants to get screwed by Vebe and all of this other, just what would have been a few years ago completely unthinkable because at the time, like, the early VTubers sort of did take that idle approach. Now that, that idle approach has just been sort of taken away, I guess. It's just been... Uh, there, there's still those VTubers who do sort of still take the like idle approach, but 
You don't have to be, is the point I'm making here. If you want to be, like, a really lewd VTuber, like, that's that's a completely normal and completely accepted thing nowadays. And I'm I'm kind of happy it is, because it means we get... It means we get people, one... I'm, why am I doing this with my thumb? We get people, one, being true to themselves, and two, doing really whatever they want. Like, if they don't want to be true to themselves, they can be, like, a massive arsehole if they want to be, and... It, it still is going to have some sort of audience there because they can, they don't have the same level of restrictions. Now, that doesn't mean that all VTubers don't have those restrictions, which will take us into Hololive. Um, but I'll, when it comes to the indie space, the indie space is, it's sort of like if you take like independent live streaming and you take away the fact that someone will know who you are you sort of allow people to truly do whatever they want. That doesn't mean that no one's going to know who you are, and there is actually like a, a big open secret in the VTuber world, but I sort of want to go through, I guess go through what Hololive um, really, really started out to be and what it's actually become now. Uh, I just, leave me one second. Open... VTuber secret. Here we go. That that there we go. I can I can spell. So Hololive initially started with basically just one member. So we go all the way back to Hololive. St the start of Hololive, where you had Hololive. I guess I guess they're calling it Gen Zero now. At least that's what people are calling it themselves. Right at the start, Tokinosora, who even though. Even though Hololive was still just one member at the time, there was still a company being formed there, and you had you had the other people come over, uh, some of whom were created for Hololive. I believe Roboco and Azuki were created for Hololive. I could be mistaken there. Give me one second. I think maybe. Um. Yeah. No. Okay. She. Yep. She was created for Hololive, but I know Miko and Suise did come from being... I believe they were both independent VTubers prior to being in Hololive. Uh, yep, she transferred into Hololive, and Cece also transferred into Hololive. She used to be... I guess she used to have a 3D model, um, but since then has had a 2D model that looks considerably better. But you still have uh, a couple of people who do use 2D models, um, Tokinosora and Robico being the main big ones that actually do. I didn't even talk about 2D VTubers, did I? I just sort of skipped past that. I said I was going to talk about it and just completely forgot to do so. Um, we're talking about Hololive sort of does take us into 2D VTubers because that's that's sort of where I discovered the main way 2D VTubing is being done. Uh, 2D VTubing is being done. While there are other approaches to it, um, Live 2D is the main approach. And I knew live when I heard about Live 2D, I knew there was going to be something big that happened with it. But anyway, Hololive started off as a bunch of individual people who started, who I guess got either brought into Hololive or had their character created for Hololive. And not not that long after, I would say, you started going through the generations of Hololive as well as the sort of side stuff they were doing as well, where they had like Hololive gamers. And since then, there has been. Five generations of Hololive, but Hololive JP isn't the only Hololive that does exist. 
Because um, <clears throat> obviously it's going to be very popular in the, the Japanese space, but Hololive has sort of expanded out of that. And I don't know why Indonesia is the first place they expanded to. So JP was the first branch they had. Then they went to Indonesia. When did Disu start? It couldn't have been that long ago, I'd say. 20... 2020? Hold up. Disu's only been streaming for a year? Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> Where was I going with this? Right. Yeah, they expanded into Indonesia for some reason. Why they didn't do South, like, general, like, Southeast Asia, like, I've heard a couple people ask about. I'm not really sure about, but Indonesia is the way it went. Then they eventually went into EN. Actually, no, sorry. China happened before EN, um, and then EN did happen. But the way Hololive structured itself has actually made it really easy for them to onboard new talents. So while we, while in the early days we had things like, you know, the iChan stuff where there was a big, the big controversy about bringing in new versions of iChan, because Hololive has sort of established that every single person in Hololive, or I guess that cover the owners of Hololive, have established for Hololive that every single person in Hololive is their own different character. And there have been people that have retired, like uh, Hitomi uh, Kurisu, who I don't, think ever actually streamed um or aloe who did stream once and there was big controversy about things she said before uh being in hololive because of a, no, it was during a test stream for her live model yeah um people can come and go from hololive as cover needs them to it's not like they have to maintain hey look here's fubiki we need to maintain the fubiki character if fubiki needs to eventually stop being a vtuber fubiki can stop being a vtuber and then they can bring more people on but the other nice thing about having all of these different characters is the fact that you have all of these different characters. Like, that. I know it sounds obvious, but, like, you have all of these different people who are all completely different personalities. While they might all look like just cutesy anime girls, if you watch, like, even one stream of any of them, you would understand very quickly that they are all completely different people. Like, let's take someone random, like, uh, Dushia, for example. Most of the time, she seems like this just cutesy girl who's gonna be, like, Oh, let, let, let's do some fun stuff. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Let's, do, let's be cute and adorable. And then you just comment uh, you just comment anything like bored, petan, flat, anything about her chest, and she will freak out. And I don't know if this is like a character or if she just actually is freaking out. Either way, it's hilarious. And the people who love her absolutely love the freakouts and try to bait them as much as they can. Or you go watch, say, um... Who's another one we can talk about? Luna, for example, who... I'll get into, like, the open secret, but she is, I'm pretty sure, the oldest real member of Hololive. Her her bit is that she is, uh, she is zero years old, and she will always be zero years old. Every year, she does... Every year, she's going to be doing a birthday stream like everyone else in Hololive, and she will continue to be zero years old. And, like, because she's supposed to be zero, she pretends like she doesn't know about a lot of times she'll stream with uh, Matsuri and Matsuri likes to make a lot of sex jokes and she'll like pretend like she doesn't understand what's going on 
And since then, she's sort of changed the way she's approaching it. Um, but she still sort of leans back in that character a lot. Or you have, like, Coco, who... Uh, I <laughs> Coco's a weird one. She has, like, an intense love for the Yakuza games. Um, especially the... What I don't who's who's the main character of Yakuza? I don't remember. Who she uh claims is her boyfriend constantly. And because Coco actually does know English, um, she's one of the people that sort of introduced the concept of English swearing into the JP side. Uh commonly in her especially in her meme review um live stream series, just saying motherfucker like it doesn't matter at all. Uh <laughs> surprisingly Management has no problem with this whatsoever. Or you have uh, Tokiyami Toa, who her like her character is like supposed to be um is it a archangel or a demon? I can't remember. No, I don't want to see the picture. Uh, I'm pretty sure we no. Let me see Toa's thing. She is a uh devil. Sorry, devil. There we go. She is a devil, but she is the most adorable thing on the planet. Uh. And ev the, the point I'm getting at here is that everyone in Hololive is their own, like, person. They're, they're in their own... They're, they're My stutter is so bad. They are their own individual characters, their own personality. And there's going to be someone in Hololive that sort of appeals to what you enjoy. Like, if you don't enjoy people who are loud all the time, you probably won't enjoy Matsuri because she likes to scream into the microphone so maybe someone like okayu would be better because she's always like really tired and probably because she streams about as much as Kodone does um and she's like more chill and there will be someone in this in this massive collection of characters not just on the jp side but growing on the indonesia side and now the english side as well there will be this there will be a character in here that sort of appeals to what you enjoy. But I... I was actually surprised when the ID side came out. I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Because prior to that point, there wasn't any... I don't I don't think any... Because the other big... Con uh, the other big company at the time was Niji Sanji. Uh, it was, yeah, it was Niji Sanji. I think they were the biggest company at the time, besides Hololive. Um... I don't think they'd launched their ID branch at the time. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen with, like, an ID VTuber. Were they going to be speaking, like, Indonesian the entire time? Were they going to speak Japanese? Were they going to speak English? Turns out all of them speak fluent English and mainly speak English. Um, depending on who you're watching, like, they might switch back and forth. I know Ollie doesn't know Japanese that well, so you shouldn't go into Japanese that much unless she's there with someone who knows even less Japanese, like Amelia Watson. Um, but, turns out, they all just spoke English. So we sort of got the English side before the English side even happened. Which was strange. It was sort of like testing the waters with an English branch of Hololive before it even happened. But when the English branch happened this year... Actually, no, you know what? We'll wait, for, we'll wait in the English branch. Let me get into China for a bit. So the Chinese side was a really weird side. So they mainly streamed on Bilibili. 
because you know Billy Billy is the popular streaming site in China. It's the popular video site in China just generally, and because they were on Billy Billy, and I guess Billy Billy just doesn't pay like pay out as well, and because they're on Billy Billy, they also didn't just have they didn't have that big of a channel. And even when they like even the bigger ones like Artia, who's quite big outside of um, Billy Billy, she actually sort of pioneered the idea of Hololive members streaming on Twitch. Even then, like, they were still fairly small. And after some con some internal controversy that happened, eventually the Chinese side was dissolved, which was really sad because a lot of them actually were really good. Personally, I was a big fan of Artia, um, but Sivia was also a lot of fun as well. I don't think I'd watched much of the others, because the because they weren't very popular, they didn't really have that many people actually subbing them. And unlike the ID side, they mainly spoke Mandarin. Um, Artia could speak relatively fluent English. I'm not going to say it's perfect. Like, occasionally she would pronounce stuff in a weird way or forget words. But enough where she could do a live stream in English. So not perfectly fluent, but enough to be good enough. But before we get into the EN side, another thing... There's also the Hollow Stars side. So Hollow Live was the all-female side of um, Cover Corpse VTubers, and they decided to test out at some point what would happen if we did male VTubers, which, for obvious reasons, male VTubers are never really as popular. Like it sort of makes sense. Like the most, the majority of people who watch anime and are into VTubers are dudes, and unless like, sure, like, a lot of their content is fun, but if you give me the option of watching someone like Luna, or you give me the option of watching, like, uh, I don't know, Astel, for some, for, for example, I'm probably gonna go with Luna. Even though Astel does have fun content, and when he, uh, he streams with, um, with Ollie, he's still a lot of fun. Cute anime girls are always gonna win over the, the, the cute anime boys. That's just how it goes. They do make really good content. I really respect the the work they do. It's just that their content is always it's always going to be smaller. Maybe at some point you're gonna see a bit or like a really really big male VTuber, like someone in like the million sub range. But I think we're still very far away from that point. And by the time that actually does happen, I think the the female side is going to become even bigger. Like people like Fubuki and Gura are going to be massive channels by the point that actually happens. I don't think there will ever be a point where male VTubers actually do take over. But that doesn't mean that, you know, there are no male VTubers actually do well. Like, um, Woohoo Lad is someone on the, uh, someone who's doing EN stuff. Uh, he decided to, you know, do the big brain approach, which is, hey, how do I get views if I'm a male VTuber. I know. I use a female model. Boom. Profit. Uh, he sort of exploded by doing VTuber news. So he sort of took a different approach from the Clippers. The Clippers sort of started taking off because they were taking the content of the, like, the Hololive Nijishanji VTubers and showing that to people that just didn't feel like watching a stream or couldn't read, uh, or couldn't speak Japanese and didn't understand what was going on. And then they would sub it. Um, he took the approach of, okay, I can just talk about VTubers while being a VTuber, talk about people in Hololive or Niji Sanji or anyone like that, and just be that like that that news coverage that 
didn't really exist at the time. Uh, since then, some of the anime channels have picked up on VTuber stuff, but uh, and Woohoo Lad's no longer doing the news stuff, from what I understand. He's just doing general live streaming. Um, but there were still male VTubers that did do fairly well. And I I do think a lot of these are... A lot of a lot of the male VTubers are fun. Um, there's also staff members who occasionally stream as well, like Achan. Achan is the most likely to be in a live stream. She's actually done a couple of um, a couple of streams. I think she did one with Matsuri, and she's actually done a couple of streams by herself as well. Usually, though, she will be like, doing the management on, like, sort of streams, or doing the management for whatever event is happening. She's usually not doing her own stuff, even though Achan is actually adorable, and I kind of wish she did start doing the VTubing stuff herself, rather than just being like, oh, yeah, I've got a model that actually looks really good now. She actually got a new model recently, um, and just, like, not really doing, uh, doing much. Just sad. Like, I, I really wish she did do more, because she is actually adorable. And everyone, everyone I know who knows about Achan thinks she's adorable as well. So, I don't know. She joined because she was, like, her name's Achan, so it's a play on um, Eugene A, so friend A. She is just, like, one of Sora's friends who decided to join in on Hololive to, like, be there to support Sora, basically. She she joined Cover to be the um, the support for Sora, which I think is actually really sweet and makes her honestly a really good friend to her and i it, i don't know I, I i appreciate what she does even if um even if she's still not still not live streaming like i wish she should um and then we have uh we have the the thing that just blew up the industry and that is hollow live english or hollow live myth when Hololive Myth came out, holy shit, I didn't think that it was going to be that popular. I was like, okay, well, we've seen ENV tubes before. Uh, well, it can't be that crazy, can it? No one, not a single VTuber in the world had hit a million subs yet. That's because the EN side hadn't happened yet. Bubiki and Kordone were both getting fairly close. I think at the time... When EN started, they might have been at like 800, 900,000 subs. Maybe, yeah, I think eight or 900,000 subs. Then, I think, yeah, Callie was the first one to debut. And I think Callie was sort of mocking the existing idea around EN VTubers. Because most, of, uh, obviously she was nervous, but most of the early part of her stream, she was just like being very jittery occasionally like weird anime laughs and being just a very weird unit in general and just someone that if she kept like that no one would have enjoyed but then she released her first song and that is when everything changed that was when she released uh the the music video for Shitsure Shimasuga Shin Dekurasai or Please Rip is the uh, the shortened English name. Um, and holy shit. While there had been, like, musical talent in Hololive previously, like, you had... Uh, actually, most people in Hololive can sing, because they are supposed to be idols, um, even if Amelia Watson's very bad at singing. Like, even though we have Suisei, who has 
a gorgeous voice, or you have Fubuki, who's also amazing at singing, Matsuri, amazing at singing, basically everyone here, amazing at singing. We hadn't had someone who was a rapper, and we hadn't had someone who was not only a rapper, but also a big fan of, uh, big fan of American gangster rap, and <laughs> this, I wish I could play, I wish I could play Callie's first song, but I highly recommend that you go and listen to it. Because if you still, like, if you're not really sure what VTubers can be like, Callie sort of gives you the idea that, yeah, VTubers can be anything. Like, they, just like regular streamers or regular creators, being a VTuber doesn't limit you to, like, the sort of content you can make. You can be literally anything you want. Hmm. Because... Well, yeah, oh, before that point, she was trying to be that cutesy character. And then the song came out, and it was just like, fuck, 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 fuck this, fuck that, fuck, fuck everything. It's like, okay, okay, that's what we're doing, is it? Okay. Um, and that was when I I really, really started enjoying Callie's content. I ended up watching Kiara's live stream the following day. I believe I missed Ina's live stream. Um... I, I love Ina, she's adorable. Gouda is when the internet started to explode, though. Because Gouda, uh... Yeah, Gouda is a special person. Gouda is... <laughs> she knows how the internet works. Same with Amelia Watson. Now, I'm surprised Amelia didn't explode as much as Gouda did, because she also understands the internet. The other girls here, while, you know, having online presences, um aren't living, breathing shit posters. These two, on the other hand, truly understand how to, like, get people's attention on the internet. But I think Amelia's stream was the last stream, so obviously the hype was sort of dying down by the time we got there. Gouda sort of picked it back up because she has a godly voice, and the way... The, the singing in her first live stream was absolutely amazing even though it wasn't an original song it was really unexpected how well she could sing because while we all knew the jp side were good singers we weren't really sure if it was going to be the same on the en side as well everyone here is a good singer uh, except amelia and also except for that one time where ina sang uh, unravel the uh the tokyo ghoul opening uh <laughs> please go watch that it's so good it's so amazing but because of how well the the debut of the EN side went, I think that's what really sparked the new the new fueled excitement in VTubing. Because now there was Hololive English. It wasn't just oh there were some English VTubers. Hololive, the biggest VTubing company in the world, that had multiple creators closing in on a million subs. Now they had an English branch. And that's when the race sort of be started to begin. Because people worked out... People worked out who Gouda was. Um, I don't want to get... Actually, no, we'll get into the open secret. Yeah. So people worked out who Gouda was. Um, people have worked out who previous VTubers were as well. And this is what the open secret is. While it's not exactly permitted in any of the official channels or really just it's not really a uh i guess 
it's not really an accepted thing officially. Everyone knows who the personalities behind the VTubers are. While they don't ever announce it, or while they don't ever make anything official about it, in some cases, it's really obvious. Like, if you have, say, a very distinctive voice, in the case of Callie, for example, who is, uh, is Demon Dice, um, people start to work out connections like that, because there's a lot of people who spend fucking all their time on the internet, start digging into who you are, uh, even though, it, it's, like, honestly, it is, it is a bit weird that people do dig into, like, people's history that much. It was something that was basically bound to happen. But people worked out who Callie was. People worked, I think it took a while for people to work out who Ina was. Because she didn't have much of a presence. I think she was just like mainly an art streamer. Or maybe like a just an artist or something. Because she's amazing at drawing. And we knew she was doing art stuff like outside of VTubing. Kiara is a, um, a cosplayer called Kikihime. Who's had some really sketchy stuff happened in the past to her who I actually like kind of feel bad for her like I'm not gonna get into that. That's a very dark story in some places. Um but Amelia Watson was uh Sachiowo. Sachiowo was a Twitch streamer uh and also was VTubing at some point. Wasn't super popular, but had a lot of clips that got like sort of semi viral. Uh and just really just really dumb shit. If you just go onto YouTube and look up Sachiowo, you'll find some really weird stuff where over time, I don't know how many times she dyed her hair, but it seems like she dyed her hair like every 20 seconds. Because <laughs> every time I see a clip of her, it is something different. Uh, well, if I, if you go, if you go <laughs> to YouTube, looking up, looking up Sachiowo, scrolling down just a little bit, you just have this clip. This is a quite a famous, quite a famous clip. Um, but Gooder, who is Gooder? Well, Gooder was a, another very, very, very big YouTuber. Like this wasn't, hey, look, we just brought on someone who you know had some sort of online personality, who sort of knew how to do the live streaming thing, who knew you know how to be on the internet. No, this was Senzawa. They had they had gone and hired Senzawa into Hololive English. Now, prior to being in Hololive English, she did have a big channel. Um, but you probably know who Senzawa is, even if you don't know who Senzawa is. Uh, because she was the one who made the Okie Dokie Boomer song. Um, you know, the, the, the Bernie Girl clip that went around on TikTok back when the election was half... I think it was... Yeah, what would have been the most recent... Was it the most recent election? Yeah, most recent election. Maybe, yeah, it would have been. Um, Where Bernie was still on the trail and there was a clip of a girl dancing around to a song that was going okie-dokie boomer. Yeah. Uh, she sang that song. And she didn't just sing that song. No, no, no. She also sang the song for when Belle Delphine came back to YouTube. Once again obviously cannot play that one uh, because it's Belle Delphine. But she has countless other songs that you've probably heard. Um, some really weird shit. Uh... 
<laughs> also apparently turned a coffee faster into a bad rap. Yeah, that did happen. Uh, got very drunk and sang Country Road. Got so drunk that during the middle of the song, she vomited. Um, yeah, that's the thing that happened. But as we can see here, Senzawa knows how the internet works. Every single video on this channel has tons of views. The only channel with less than a million, or the only view, video with less than a million views is this one here and this one here, even though that one probably should have more. It's a really weird video. Um, so, you bring an absolute shit poster into Hololive English. And Sachiowo being Amelia Watson, also another shit poster. Someone who had an online following already. I think when she joined, she was at uh, Gouda, she was at like 700,000 on the Senzawa channel. People found out, and the race, the, I said the race, the, the race the race began. The race to a million subs. Gouda started at zero. Within, I think, maybe two weeks, she had caught up and was neck and neck with Korone and Fubuki and just flew past them. I don't know how big her channel is now. It, I, I think it's still the biggest channel. Um, yeah, 2.74 million. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. A million was a crazy number. Now 2.74. That's fucking insane. But there was a lot of weird controversy with Gerda as well because um, VTubing had obviously taken off now and it was getting a lot of attention on the EN side. And because Gerda has a lolly model, there were weird units on the internet who were obsessed with saying that anyone who liked Gerda would, like liked children, which was the fucking dumbest thing I'd ever heard. But the problem is that you were fucking with a shit poster. And Gouda knew how exactly to deal with trolls online. The answer was if you troll them back. You don't apologize. You don't, you know, cry about it. No, no, no. You just fully accept that it's happening and be like, haha, yes, I am baby. Where, where? <laughs> there was a really good uh, thumbnail. I don't remember on what video it was, where she just completely made fun of this. And it was, it was honestly hilarious. But... Every single VTuber is like that, where there is this open secret that everyone knows who they are. There's a lot of people on the on the case now trying to work out like who everyone is. I think everyone's sort of been worked out. Some, like Coco, because she has a very, very, very distinctive voice, are really obvious. Um, Coco has a channel... What was... What's her name? Coco... Uh... I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to forget. I'm trying to remember what her other channel was. Uh, do, 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 do. Give me the answer, YouTube. Mm. Yeah, here we go. I can see the picture. Link. You're gonna link to her channel. Uh huh. Um. What the fuck was her name? Why am I forgetting? Uh, Kason. There we go. Kason. Kason was also a cosplayer and also a live streamer. Um, the thing that initially made people find out, even though it was really fucking obvious, because if you listen to Coco's voice, there's not many people in the world that sound like Coco. Even though it was really obvious, she uh, actually used one of the Coco assets during a Kason live stream. 
this is one of the other weird things. A lot of the people who uh, do have fairly decent online presences still actually stream and make videos under their other presence. Kason being a really good example, but um, Callie under Demon Dice still does do a lot of stuff. I don't think that Amelia operates under Satyobo anymore, and Senzawa didn't upload anyway. She uploaded, like, once every six months, so no one really noticed that she was missing in the first place. <laughs> but it's so weird that I see people actually operating under both of them. But, especially in cases where it's really fucking obvious. Like, everyone... Or, like, Kikihime as well. She's also still doing stuff where... Uh, I think she's still doing some cosplay stuff, actually. And still doing, like, cosplay shoots. Because it's supposed to be a secret. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's supposed to be a secret that people don't know. Like, while the, the talents can't talk about it because it's a part of their contract not to talk about it, everyone else can just openly say, like, oh, yeah... Here is who all of these people are. It's fine. Everyone knows. It's all good. But I think it sort of brings more attention to them as well. By people actually knowing who your previous personality was, those older fans of you can still come back and actually enjoy your stuff. That actually leads you back into the thing about Luna, where I was saying Luna's actually the oldest member, which is sort of her, like, her, her joke about being the youngest member, where she's... Her character that she's zero years old, but I'm pretty sure that she's in her forties. Uh, judging by her previous, um, her previous personality, yeah, she. I'm pretty sure she's in her forties. Not a not like a big deal. She's a great great VTuber, regardless. But, um, I think that that there are people who go a bit too far with it, like in the case of Kigihime, where they're digging up like old old controversies that happened with her as well and like really really weird shit that happened in her past like where there was like um actually I'll get into a little bit of it where there was a um for some reason don't don't ask why it's Japan Japan does weird things uh she did like a cosplay wrestling thing and the guy she was wrestling was like really creepy about it I don't know why that was a thing that happened but digging up stuff like that that just doesn't need to be dug up, it's one thing to say, hey, look, Callie made videos under the name Demon Dice. Or, hey, look, Gura is Senzawa. Um, it's another thing to be doing stuff like that. Uh, I I highly recommend going and watching some of the, um, the later music videos that Callie actually did there under Demon Dice where she was doing some stuff IRL. That, that A lot of stuff that a lot of that stuff is actually really fun. And also go back and listen to her first EP, um, American Psychodor, which is great. It's the fucking great best thing ever because of this one song, Gang Gang Kawaii, which is an interesting track, to say the least. You can probably work out there's a bit of a weird song, judging by the name, Gang Gang Kawaii, but it's not as... It's nowhere near, n not as weird. No, it's definitely as weird. It's nowhere near as... It's way more weird than you're expecting. There we go. I got there eventually. I don't really care much about the uh, the JP side because I don't I don't really, you know, care about JP YouTubers. I don't watch JP stuff for the most part. But the EN side does at least get me interested and does sort of get me interested to see who's going to show up in... Hololive EN second generation because I know that a lot of the big EN VTubers like there's no more 
There's no more Senzawas who are going to just join Hololive English. If an established VTuber does join, they'll be found out instantly. And I wonder who it'll be. I know the girls that I like to enjoy don't have any interest in doing it because the problem with going into Hololive, because it's not working the same way it used to in the past, where they would transfer people like Suise or Miko into Hololive. Now, if you're going to join Hololive, you're going to have a whole new character. And when you have a whole new character, obviously cover is going to have a lot of control over what can really be done. While they do give the girls a lot of a lot of freedom in what they can do, there's still obviously going to be, you know, the restrictions on how their costume can be designed and things like that. Um, but we'll see. I'm very excited because there has... I think there was a... I think it was a singing branch of Hololive EN that was announced a while back. Uh, I don't know what's happening with that, but there hasn't really been like a proper second generation that's going to happen. But when it does, though, I I will be I will be on the ball. I missed out watching the debut streams for Hololive ID second generation, and I missed out on two of the live streams for EN first generation. Um. But I'll be there for second gen. I'll make sure I'm there for second gen. The nice thing about the JPV tubers, though, is the fact they're in Australia. Except for Matsuri. Because Matsuri streams at fucking stupid times. But the, the girls who stream at, like, a reasonable time, like, midday, in Australia, in South Australia specifically, there's, like, an hour time difference between Japan and here. So it works out really nice to actually watch those streams when I actually want to. Um, but... I did talk about Twitch and YouTube, but I didn't talk about the big problem that exists between them. And that is that there's this really weird feud that exists between the e or not the, e the Twitch side and the YouTube side, where for some reason, I don't think there's any hostility on the Twitch side. I think the Twitch side is doing Twitch things. They don't really care about anything besides what happens on Twitch. But the YouTube side, for some reason, I've seen a lot of people in both Twitter threads and YouTube comments and the fan Discord and the Reddit. I said both, and I listed out four things. In all of those things, where they're sort of they're sort of saying that working with the Twitch VTubers sort of corrupts the way that the YouTube VTubers act. Because on Twitch, a lot of people act really strange. Like you have the you know, right now you have the, the hot tub uh, streams, and generally Twitch v uh, Twitch streamers just do really weird shit. Very different to what happens on the YouTube side. Because YouTube is sort of like, usually related to what goes on your channel. Twitch just whatever goes, really. Any of, like, the variety streamers just do weird shit. And that's what the... Because, the like, the Twitch VTubers sort of are established on Twitch, they do the same thing. So there's a lot of people worried that by having the Twitch and the YouTube VTubers sort of start collaborating together, there's going to be some sort of corruption of the way that the YouTube VTubers act, and especially in the way, like, they speak. Um, even though I don't know why there's any problem with that on the EN side, because watch some of, like, Callie's stuff. While it's nowhere near as, like, Vebe or Nyana's, it's still, like, pretty explicit in a lot of cases. Callie tries not to swear as much. Kiara, Kiara, on the other hand, she claims to not want to swear as much. And then 
she does anyway. <laughs> but because like the big Twitch, um, the big Twitch VTuber group right now is Vishojo, it's it's very different. Vishojo started from a group of girls who actually give no fucks. While like the YouTube side, because they are being more true to themselves can, you know, say more than they would have in the past, the V Shoujo side acts as if, like, they are, like, constantly in 18-plus chat and say literally anything. Stuff that... Stuff that honestly would get them age-gated on YouTube in an instant. And I think they probably do get age-gated on Twitch, but Twitch is a bit weirder about that, where it's not as big of a deal. Um... I guess. I don't really know how Twitch works. But because, like, yeah, Vishojo, especially, especially Vishojo, um, because of that, there are people worried that, like, you know, you're gonna have Kiara, for example, start acting like Nyanas, which would be hilarious, but I can sort of get the concern. I just don't think there's any reason to have any hostility there. It's not like by having these people work together, their personalities are just going to completely change, and they're going to become an entirely different person. I don't think... I don't think that makes any sense as a concern. I can get it, though. Like, if that makes sense. I, I don't think it makes sense, but I can understand why you'd be concerned from the perspective of someone who likes the content the way it is. But like with what happened in the past with Aichan... People are afraid of change, and any change that could potentially happen is always going to worry some portion of the community. But Twitch, when, Twitch, when the Twitch stuff started happening, um, because clipping was already established there, they didn't really have like the same teething issues with getting it sort of accepted. One of the problems with clippers early on is that like Cover wasn't really sure how to approach them. Like, do we DMCA them? Do we not? Do we take them as free promotion? Like, what, what's actually happening here? Ultimately, they'd let them do whatever they want. They even got a part of their uh, website talking about clipping policy because they, they understand that the clippers are how they grow outside of the Japanese audience. And I'm so happy that they worked that out quicker than gaming companies worked it out for, you know, live streaming games or doing Let's Plays because that took a while to happen. They realized pretty much straight away that, yeah, clippers are going to be what you need to actually grow in this audience. And I'm, I'm happy about it. But, mm. I did talk a bit about um, the shoujo there. And I want to talk a bit about uh, a couple of the shoujo girls. So, Nyanas has sort of existed in many forms for a very long time. Nyanas has been on YouTube for years. Way before she was doing VTuber stuff. Uh, let's go sort. Wow, the sort button's back now. Here you go. Nyanas has been doing stuff on, on YouTube for 10 years minimum. And she had another channel prior to this. I don't know how long she's been on YouTube, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's been here since, like, the day it started. Even though, like, early days she was doing very different stuff. Um, yeah. She's always sort of had, like, a, a an anime avatar. So her going into the world of VTubing 
sort of makes sense. Like, she's always had, like, hey, look, here's this, this pink cat girl that represents who I am. When she started VTubing, it sort of made sense that, yeah, she's gonna, you know, make a VTuber model of that. But I didn't discover Nyanas until fairly recently, I think. What? Okay, recently, relative to how long she's been around, um, I think when it was a song cover I discovered her on, I believe. Yeah, when she did the cover of um, Men's Not Hot, where, or I guess, parody? I guess, kind of? It's a cover parody. They, she changed like a little bit of the lyrics. Most of it is exactly the same, though, where it's uh, Nyan's Not Hot, and it's great. I love it. Um, but when she started VTubing, like, I I sort of instantly fell in love with what she was doing. She started as a um a Twitch VTuber. Since then, she did realize the thing that a lot of other Twitch streamers have realized as well, that Twitch is horrible for growth. So since then she has been uploading clips on um on YouTube and being very successful, uh has the money for an editor, unlike unlike someone recording a video right now. Uh, so she actually gets good clips being made and gets clips ma being made fairly frequently. And I highly recommend going and watching these clips. If you don't know what Nyanas are going to be like before you jump into a live stream, go watch like Nyanas Wants Unbeat Bicycle. I think that's a good, a good representation of what Nyanas really is. That is, yeah, that's probably the best one to go with. Or, uh, Nyanas Rates Your Toilets is also a good one, I reckon. <laughs> But honestly, anything Yanis has ever done is always going to be a fun one to go with. Um, so Yanis was the first one I discovered in Vishojo. I discovered her before Vishojo started because they started fairly recently, I believe. Like within the last year. I'm pretty sure they started after Hololive ID Gen 1. Uh, let's see if we... Does the VTuber wiki have anything on Vishojo? Wow, it does. Crazy. Uh... It's start... Okay. Oh, sorry. It was started by Gunrun, who worked at Twitch for seven years. It was started back in 2020. Okay, okay, okay. Now that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, I discovered um, Yana's way before Vishojo then. Probably like a year or so. Um... Then I discovered Iron Mouse. Now, Iron Mouse is the most precious the most precious thing on the planet, even though she's a bit of a gremlin um, and likes to scream into the microphone like certain like certain other uh, certain other vtubers <laughs> and is as lewd or lewder than than uh, Nyana's is enough to definitely keep up with her. Iron Mouse is... Iron Mouse shows that you don't have to even be someone who is in a good place in life to be a good VTuber. So, uh, this isn't like anyone digging into her past. Um, Iron Mouse, this is actually how I discovered her. Uh, let's see if I can find the video. Here we go. Back when she had the model she had for quite a while. Uh, the first time I ever heard about Iron Mouse was when she talked about her health condition, which is a really weird way to discover someone, but 
she is bedridden with many, many diseases that basically mean she can't really get out of bed for much of the day. Uh, she has to get plasma donations. And honestly, she's just not in a... At the time, at least, was not in a really healthy place in life. Obviously, you can't really recover from that, but because of how successful she's been, she's at least been able to, you know, keep treatment at a pace where she can remain as healthy as someone in her position can really be. Um, and in this, uh, in this clip, I think it was this one here, this one here, some, she was trying to get herself a uh, better bed. She doesn't like to talk about her bed as her bed, though, because she's always in her bed, um, and it makes her depressed to talk about it like that. So she calls it her workspace, and she was trying to afford a, a new bed, and she wanted $2,000, and someone just donated $2,000, like straight up paid for the entire thing. And then when that happened, people just kept pouring donations in, and I think she cried during this as well. As I said, while she is a absolute gremlin, and <laughs> likes to scream into the fucking microphone, there are those times where where she is absolutely fucking precious. And I I, re I really recommend watching Iron Mouse's stuff. There's a reason why I bought an Iron Mouse hoodie and I also bought a Nyana's hoodie because I genuinely love the work that they're doing. Um, recently, Iron Mouse has actually been doing a lot of stuff with uh, Sea Dog VA. Sea Dog VA! Uh, the, the, British, the British voice actor... There's now who's in trash taste. That was my attempt at a British accent. It sounded like an Australian attempting to do a British accent. Surprising that, isn't it? Um, but yeah, she's been doing a lot of co-op stuff with Sea Dog VA. Going to be doing... I think she's doing some Apex Legends with them as well, or considering doing it. Um, and there's obviously been... Because, look, this is what happens when a guy and a girl stream together. There's always going to be people uh, shipping them. And... They've sort of gotten, like, really close over the past, like, I guess past couple of months. Um, early on, they were, like, real. Both of them were really nervous to talk to each other. Like, they'd only talked over Twitter before. Mousy was, like, she kind of freaked out the first time they actually talked. Connor, uh, Dog VA, also freaked out as well. And it was it was precious. Since then, though, like, Connor's... <laughs> there's, there's clips. Um, I'll see if I, if I can find one. Uh, Sea Dog VA. Here we go. <laughs> this is a great name for a clip. Um, okay, no, there was there was a clip called Sea Dog VA bullies the disabled girl. Um, <laughs> but they just like straight up bully each other at this point. They are actually like kind of best of friends, and I love it. It, they they're both. They're both gremlins. Iron Mouse is is peak gremlin, but I, I I love the I we came from we came from absolute cringe to to what we see now with with Iron Mouse uh collabing with with IRL streamers. That's the other thing that didn't happen early on. That's only been happening really in the past year or so, I would say, where you're seeing VTubers not just being you know, in their own little VTuber circle, there's been a lot of people reaching out and actually, um, 
and actually trying to collab with, you know, people. One one early example was with uh, Moist Critical. Uh, Charlie is a massive weeb, and he did some stuff with Nux Taku. Probably, I think Nux Taku is probably the most popular male VTuber. Uh, how big is Nux's channel? Yeah, Nux's channel is biggest male VTuber, but he did um he did stuff prior to being a VTuber. So he was a big YouTuber and then became a VTuber. Uh, because it just sort of makes sense. He did anime stuff and, you know... Uh, yeah, anyway. What was I saying? Right, I was distracted by a thumbnail. I saw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to censor that one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to censor that thumbnail. Uh, this, yeah. Anyway. Where was I now? Um, right. People and VTubers collabing. And there's been like a, I know there's a, a live stream on, or live stream on Twitch who does like a VTuber, um, interview series, I guess would be the best way to put it. VTuber podcast, sort of whatever. I think that's the direction the stuff's going to start happening in the future because it's all well and good for VTubers to exist in their own little space. But I think as they gain more popularity, there's going to be more VTubers reaching out to actual people and reaching out oh, and actual people reaching out to VTubers as well and sort of just having them become a general part of the, I guess, general part of the online creator space rather than their own little thing. It's not a bad thing that they are their own little thing, but I think that there's going to be more interesting, more interesting sort of interactions if that does happen. Because there are, like, some funny interactions that can happen between uh, Mousy and Connor because you have a human and you have a, a gremlin or you have a VTuber. Um, where... How, what would be the best way to put it? Especially in cases where, like, the VTuber model breaks. Uh, there's been cases where, for some reason, uh, Iron Mouse's eyes just disappear. And it's, it's very cursed. Um, and while that would still be funny if you had two VTubers there, it becomes kind of extra funny by having that actual person be there alongside it. And just seeing their... While you can have a pretty, a pretty extensive facial reaction with a VTuber model... Especially with the iPhone tracking now that a lot of girls are using. Um, having an actual person there, seeing an actual reaction there is very different. I think is a a, a good way to put it. Um, and then, and, the, and then, <laughs> and then everything changed. Um, then... <laughs> Then we had a VTuber, which I'm sure people outside of the VTuber space have probably heard of. There is a person by the name of Project Melody. Now, Project Melody... Oh! Project Melody is a very strange case. Um... <laughs> so... <clears throat> Project Melody is an American virtual streamer often referred to an H-girl or a hentai girl. Her initial streaming platform is Chatterbait. So, she was the... <laughs> why, why no one had done this before, I don't understand. She 
decided that she was going to be the first cam girl streamer. And <laughs> this was <laughs> this was such a um such an such an insane idea that when it happened, it broke the internet. And like with anything that happens like this, uh people think that it's going to destroy everything that already exists and it's gonna destroy the world and everything's gonna go crazy. It didn't obviously happen. Um Melody does her streams on on Chatterbait. She does her streams on Twitch now. Obviously, different sort of content where uh, you know, one site she can't get naked. Um <laughs> For obvious reasons. I didn't know Yanis was her 2D illustrator. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I didn't know Yanis was that good at drawing. Makes sense. Um, Zodiac sign, cancer. Yes, she is a bit of cancer, isn't she? Um, anyway, yeah, Melody broke the internet when that happened. And for obvious reasons was the biggest, the biggest streamer on the platform for a while. Uh, eventually, she went over to do stuff on YouTube was a bit too lewd for YouTube, got a channel banned a couple of times. Same with Twitch, she was banned from Twitch a couple of times as well. Uh, and eventually she did end up joining Vishojo, and she was sort of like the perfect girl for Vishojo, because everyone in Vishojo was really lewd. And... And then you had... <laughs> and then you had, like, an actual cam girl join uh, alongside them as well. Uh, Product Melody originally gained fame as a f as the first adult virtual streamer. That is a thing that happened. Yet yeah, on March twelfth, she was temporarily banned from Twitch. Yeah, ah, uh, that did happen. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, she was banned from Twitch after DMC claim after her original um after her original designer or three D sorry her original three D modeler um decided to like try to DMCA claim her, even though she actually owned full rights to the, um, to the model. But, weird history aside, Melody's stuff is actually really good when she's not, like, when she's actually just doing stuff on Twitch. She's just a funny person. Like, everyone in Vishojo, even the ones that I don't watch super often, I think are all, like, really, really entertaining. Like, Zentreya, Zentreya's gimmick is... She's also the first person to do this as well. Uh, her gimmick is that she doesn't speak. She does text-to-speech. Why does she do text-to-speech? I don't know. It works, though. Everyone loves it. Um, Apricot Fruit was a art streamer prior to being in Vishojo, I think. I could be... Yeah, art streamer. Or she did stuff on Pixiv, at least. Um, pretty sure she was an art streamer, though. Silvervale... I can't remember what she did prior to V Shoujo. Um, let's see. Click on Silvervale. Uh, she was yeah, she was just an independent streamer, but I couldn't remember what she did beforehand. I think she was just a general streamer. Vebe is the newest member, um, who's precious and incredibly lewd at the same time. Hime Hajime started as a fucking joke. Hime Hajime is um. The the only person in the entire VTubing world who doesn't really um who doesn't really hide who she actually is. Um so 
pretty obvious if you ever watch anything she's done or if you go to her creator's channel. Um, let's see if we can find the video. Let's see. Uh, is the video still here? Yeah, here it is. Uh, side snap. I auditioned to become a real-life waifu. Um, yeah, it's, it's Sydney. It's, it's, it's Sydney. <laughs> it, it's, um, it is the one and only, uh, Gigux wife. Why is she a VTuber? Don't question it. Just, just let it happen. It's something that exists now. I don't watch her that often, but what I've seen, she's entertaining because it is Sydney and I like Sydney stuff. Um, there's just too many VTubers to watch everyone that comes out. And... Where was I even going with this? Vishojo is great. That's what I have to say. Vishojo is the pinnacle right now of EN VTubers. Um, and I am very excited to finally get my hoodie at some point. Uh, Vishojo, I was really worried what was going to happen with Vishojo. But it seems like right now Vishojo is sort of only a positive thing. The problem with, like, Hololive is there's been some instances where people have had to stop doing what they want to do because they have to sort of... sort of have to work with the fact that they're in a company. Um, so you can't play, like, certain games and things like that. You can't say certain things, especially on the Chinese side. Or being in Hololive in general, you can't, you can't really say anything about China uh, because they have got a lot of assets in China. Not as bad now, but there was a big controversy when Coco played... Actually, what did... What did Co... There was a controversy when Coco played um, one game that I forgot the name of. I watched this live, but I don't know how they... How management let her play this. Um... But she also said some stuff in a stream. Uh... What's the game called? Is it Save... It's called, um, Mr. President. How management let Coco play, uh, Mr. President is a very strange, very strange, uh, very strange thing that indeed, um, basically you had to save Trump from being killed by terrorists. Anyway, it's a game that existed. Um, and some other stuff that happened. Because in that game, there was like a, a section where there was a massive Chinese flag. Uh, which is not, not okay for her to be uh, joking around with. Um, because China doesn't like that. Uh, I don't remember what the initial controversy around her with China was. Because that was part of it. But that wasn't the thing that like set off the controversy. I can't remember. Uh, I could probably find it if I wanted to, but... The point I was getting to was that Vishojo, even though they are still a company, hasn't put limits on their VTubers like Hololive does. There are very, very common... Okay, it's a very common occasion for, like, you know, someone to announce they're going to play a game, and then within a couple of days, them basically having to cancel the stream because management said, like, we can't get okay to play this game because they always want to have... It makes sense. Why? Because they don't want to get copyright strikes. They always want to have explicit permission from the company to be allowed to do something. So every time they play a game, the company that develops that game has said, yes, you are allowed to play this. While it's not essential, 
they want to make sure they're covering their bases. So if the company does like change their mind and say, hey, uh, we don't exactly want this game to be streamed, they can say, well, you don't really like you're not really in a position to say that without going through our legal team, basically. Um, Vishojo doesn't have the same problem, mainly because Vishojo does also operate on Twitch, and Twitch also generally doesn't really care about laws, uh, which is why there are streamers who are still playing copyrighted music, even if they really shouldn't be. Um, yeah. I'm happy with Vishojo, though. And I'm happy with what's actually been announced recently. So, there's been some announcements of a collaboration happening between Hololive English and Vishojo. And I am so, so excited. So, what we know so far uh, is that Kiara and Vebe are going to be collabing. Which is going to be... The lewdest stream that Hololife has ever done, and they have Matsuri. Um, but Veibe is a whole nother level. Matsuri is bad. Veibe. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm gonna look up a. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Veibe, and then a certain word. Um. Yeah, come party with Veibe. Veibe, I'll suck your. Uh, and I'm 100% sure she actually does say I'll suck your dick there. <laughs> Vebe begs to suck and choke on his what? Yup, dicks where? Yup. Chat, come inside my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vey gets on her knees. Yup. Vebe's masturbation idea. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be an interesting stream, and I don't know if Hololive Management is really going to be ready for it. Uh, I presume they understand, like, what they're getting into, but I don't know if they really know, like, what is actually going to happen when you do see, um, Kiara especially. Kiara is, Kiara is one of the looter members of the Ian side, openly. Like, everyone else sort of, like, tries to be like, oh, ha ha ha, jokes. No, Kiara is like, Kelly, sleep with me. Um... <laughs> So having them together is going to be strange. Very, very strange. And because Iron Mouse is possibly the worst person in the entire world at keeping secrets, if you want a secret to be made public, tell it to Iron Mouse. Uh, it's almost confirmed that she'll be, uh, she'll be doing a stream with um, Callie. Now, when Kiara announced that she's going to be doing a stream with some Vishojo members... Uh, she did say there's going to be two of them. So we don't know who exactly is going to be working, um, working with her besides Vey. People have been speculating it might be Nyanas. Nyanas would make sense because I'm pretty sure she is the biggest member of, um, of Vishojo. But it could be Fruit. It could be Silver. It probably isn't Silver. It probably isn't Sydney. Um, my guess is they're going to go with the biggest members. So, Nyanas and Vebe with Kiara, and then, um, who'd I say? Uh, Callie and Iron Mouse. And I don't know what's going to happen. I genuinely don't. Because Kiara, Kiara just sort of does whatever. Callie still is trying to maintain, like, a weird sort of 
half character sometimes when she feels like it. Like, she would come up with her character and then drop it after 20 minutes. I don't know if she can keep up a character with Iron Mouse, though. Like, I don't know if it's going to happen. And I don't know what they're going to do, if it's going to be like a music stream, if it's going to be a chat stream, a gaming stream, or anything like that. I have no idea. It could actually, now that I think about it, uh, it could actually be, um, so Kiara does a series called Hollow Talk, and Hollow Talk is basically like, she does a, um, she does a podcast with various VTubers, it's always been members of, um, of Hollow Live. I could see her doing a member, uh, a video, uh, uh, the words, a, a episode of Hollow Talk, because it says she mainly brings Japanese, uh, Japanese Hollow Live talents on. Maybe that mainly could mean she would be able to bring like a Vishojo member on. Like, I don't know. Is, uh, is that what's going to happen? I genuinely don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if it's going to happen on YouTube, if it's going to happen on Twitch. It, it could happen anywhere, really. I'm very excited for it to happen, and I... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be clips, and the clips will be glorious. Especially on the, uh, the Callie Iron Mouse side. Because <laughs> Callie... I don't know if she's going to be... A, I'm sure they've talked to each other and they've watched each other's content. I don't know if Callie can handle Iron Mouse. Like, she seems like a lot of a person to handle. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. And I think, ultimately, as long as it's going to be fun, that's really all that matters. Also, there's a collaboration uh, happening between Aichan and Yana's. Um, was actually going to be a concert. Okay, so they actually did a, um, all the concert did happen? Oh, the concert did happen. It happened four weeks ago. Okay, well, I completely missed it then. Um, they did a, a live concert. Holy shit, that already happened. I missed it. Um, that's how big this has got. Like, concerts happening. This is crazy. And they did play, they did play Amogus because everyone played Amogus a month ago. Now no one's ever heard of it. Um, they get, except the Zoomers, except the Zoomers who only, only know Amogus exists. Uh, I'm actually sad I missed this. I'll go back and watch some of the, uh, some of the clips of it then. But yeah, like concerts, like actual real world concerts that are like, what? What? Like, that, that's how insane the EN side's got now. Like, the EN side early on was way, way smaller than the JP side. But, like, EN's bigger now. EN is just bigger than JP side. And it, it shows when stuff like this happens. Um, I think because we are getting close to the end, I sort of want to talk about some of my, my favorite VTubers right now. So, I watch mainly clips because i don't really have time to you know sit down and watch entire live streams that's just not what i do i have other things i want to do like you know this podcast or like my own live streams or anything else finding time to sit down and just watch 
watch upwards of a four-hour live stream in some cases just isn't my thing. Especially in cases where, like, there's there's always someone live streaming. Like, let's check my subs right now. Is anybody live right now? Who is live? Uh, I'm not seeing anybody live right now. Okay, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some, maybe no one is live. At least no one I'm subbed to is live. Uh, no, no one I'm subbed to is live. But someone in Hololive will be live right now, and. Because there's always someone live, there's literally not enough time in the day to watch everyone. So right now on the EN side, uh, for people in in a group, I'm watching I'm watching a lot of Nyanas and Mousy stuff, mainly Mousy, because I do like Connor as well, and having Connor and Mousy together, you know, kill two birds with one stone. I like both their content. Bring them together. I like both their content extra more. Extra more. We'll go with extra more. Sure, why not? <clears throat> Um, and Mousy has gotten, like, new models recently. She gets a lot of new character models. And, yeah, I, her new model's adorable. Um, so watching a lot of Mousy stuff, I love Mousy, I love Nyanas. Uh, but when it comes to the indie stuff, I've been watching a lot of clips of Juniper and Snuffy. Now, these girls are, like, Get, get along really well with the Vishojo girls. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they actually join Vishojo. I, I'm surprised they haven't already. Um, Snuffy is a raccoon girl. And she actually has a... When, wait, when did she make this YouTube channel? This is very... Nope, don't start playing audio. I... That was very loud. Um, Alright, sure. I, when did she start this? I, she's had a... Oh, okay. So, yeah. Snuffy actually had a um a model prior to the Raccoon model. She's actually had the channel for a year. She knew what she was doing from the start, I guess. I just did not realize she even had a channel. She doesn't upload it to... Yeah, she doesn't upload to it that often. Uh, probably because she doesn't have an editor. Or at least doesn't want to pay an editor that much. Um, But Snuffy... Snuffy is the one who sort of introduced the idea of uh, iPhone face rigging. So the iPhone is a very evil device that captures all your data. But what it does do is it's got really good facial tracking. It can track lots of points of your face. It can produce a really in-depth model of your face. Or really in-depth mapping of your face, a good way to put it. And when you take that mapping and then make a model based around having that mapping, you can make a really, really, really interesting... Um, let's see. You can make a really interesting, uh, interesting way of showing off personality, is a good way to put it. Showing off... Um, showing off how you like to act. So I'm going to show you a brief bit of a clip. I don't think audio matters, but she's showing off her mouth tracking here. Um, also, she has hand tracking as well, which is also a bit janky, but the mouth tracking, like, it actually tracks exactly where her mouth is located, and because the model's actually made around having this tracking, like, she can show a lot more, a lot more emotion in her face than would have actually been possible with you know, the, the other ways that people approach this. Because usually when you just use face rig and you just do stuff with um with your GPU and a webcam, 
there's only so much that that tech can really do at this point that hasn't really hit the level that the iPhone can do. I think it's only the iPhone 11, and if you're watching this later, the iPhone 11 and newer. Uh, it'll eventually come to the Android side and come to PCs as well, but iPhones are the way of the future when it comes to face tracking. <clears throat> Assuming you have a model actually made um, with it in mind. If you don't, then you don't get any advantages from it. Now, as for the uh, Hololive side, on the EN side, I am a really big fan of Kali and uh, Ina. I don't watch a ton of Gura because she's sort of a lot to handle. Yeah. I occasionally watch a Gura stream, but she has a lot to handle, so I, I, I can't watch too much of her. Uh, it, it drains your, it drains your energy when you watch a lot of her, is a good way to put it. Um, and then for the JP side, it's so difficult, actually no, ID, we'll go ID first, because that's easier. Um, I'm a big fan of Disu, because she's an adorable, adorable squirrel girl, and she's sort of got, like, this running gag where, uh, she has, like, these DLC voices, so she normally has, like, a really cutesy voice, but her, I guess it's her actual voice, is a much deeper voice. And occasionally she'll switch between them and do fun stuff like that. And I'm guessing she must have some sort of voice acting training, because she's actually quite good at voice acting besides that. She's done some voicing of games that, um, like, during her live streams that don't have voice acting. And it's it's really good, so I'm guessing she might have some sort of training, but I don't, I don't know anything about her past. Um... And then on the second generation, I'm a big fan of Ollie. I haven't watched a ton of Dene or Anya, but from what I've seen, they're adorable. It's just Ollie, Ollie is adorable. And Ollie is also going to be a potential, this is also going to be a first for Hololive. Ollie is going to potentially be collabing with Connor at some point. Connor's sort of become like this dude who just collaborates with all of the VTubers. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it wasn't like Charlie or anyone like that, but... Connor is just the guy who is apparently the go-to for people that, or for, like, people who just do IRL stuff that collabs with VTubers. Now, when we get to the JP side, I have no fucking clue. I have no clue who I could even possibly pick on the Hololive JP side, because there's just so many of them, and they're all so good. I really don't know. Um... Oh, I it's ah. this felt like a really long two hours. Cause usually I do a, a podcast um where I actually think about stuff. Usually it's just random shit. Uh, anyway, um, VTuber Wiki. That's what I was trying to get back to. I was trying to forget. I forgot the website I wanted. Uh, VTuber Wiki. Uh, Hodo Daibu. Hmm. This is just a knife. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> this is just a knife from work. Uh, here we go. Hold on, left. There's just so, so, so many. Like, I love Sword of Stuff. I love Doboko. I love Miko. I love Cece. Azuki I wasn't a big fan of till she got a new model. And then everyone else here. Like, I've seen clips of them that I enjoy. Like, I can't pick anyone on the JP side that I don't like. I think if I was picking a least favorite, it would probably be Flair. But I still like Flair. I just don't watch that much of her stuff. I honestly don't know who I would say is my favorite right now. 
Yeah, I, I, it's it's very hard to pick. It would be a tough battle between like Coco, Fubiki, Korone, um, Subaru, uh, Fubiki, Matsuri, Seisei. Like, there's there's too many for me to create a short list. Uh, all I'll say is they're all great. As I said earlier, they're all really great. Now, as for Niji Sanji. I don't watch that much Niji Sanji. The only person in Niji Sanji I'm actually a big fan of is uh, Hanamakia, who sort of was the start of this entire thing we were talking about. So Hanamakia, um, she's great. And I highly recommend her content. But if you want the best Makia con the best, best Hanamakia content, go look at any of the stuff that she did when she was streaming with her dad. Uh, because this is so fucking great. I don't know if she's done anything with him in a while. At least anything that's gotten clipped. Um, but yeah, she just streams with her dad occasionally, which is fucking hilarious. So, there was one time where she was just there chatting, and... And her dad was just playing Doom. <laughs> like, she wasn't even doing anything. She was just there being adorable. Or, uh, she was playing, uh, this game. The game that I forgot the name of, because no one cares anymore. Uh, Fall Guys, that one. Fall Guys with her dad, or just, I don't know. I think, I think what makes Hannah's stuff really good is... <laughs> she's she's adorable by herself, but like especially adorable when um when her dad uh her dad pops along as well. I don't know, fun stuff and and they only started streaming together like fairly recently, like a year ago. Um, she was like, "Yes, I will if when I hit twenty five k subs, I will bring my dad on the on the the live stream," and everyone loved it. So it just kept happening over and over and over and over again. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It VTubers are just fun. And if you don't watch them, I highly recommend them. And, you know, may, maybe it's not for you. Maybe, maybe VTubers not for you. Maybe you don't, you don't exactly like the, um, the, the anime style, but... I think if you have any sort of... Like, even if you don't have a care for anime, I think there's still going to be a personality there that still appeals to what you... to what you sort of look for in a streamer. Because, yeah, not everyone is going to be that cutesy anime girl. Some people are going to be like, you know, Melody, and it's a cam girl. Or some people are going to be like Callie and like gangster rap. Or some people are going to like Fubiki and uh, when people keep asking her in super chats to marry her. She's going to be like, no, we're just friends. Only friends. And just friend zones everyone. And has friend zoned thousands of dollars. Uh, there will always be someone in the VTuber world that appeals to you. And with all of the VTubers that have been showing up recently, because of the, uh, the, the boom that's happened with the boom of EN, there's been a lot of new indie VTubers. There's going to be someone there that catches your attention. And I feel like... As time goes on, there's going to be a lot of people who just do the VTubing thing as a way that they can sort of be themselves. I don't think... 
VTubing is always going to be that thing, <clears throat> that thing that grabs attention. I think at the point now, the VTuber market is so flooded that being a VTuber isn't enough to get attention. You can be a VTuber now and have like 500 subs. That's not that strange. Um, but I think there's still going to be a lot of people doing VTuber stuff going into the future because it does let you be yourself if you are the sort of person who wants to, you know, say things that wouldn't normally make sense to say on camera that might be a bit embarrassing or might be a bit weird to have your face directly attached to. I think in cases like that, a lot of people are going to keep doing the VTuber stuff, and it's only growing. We haven't seen EN's second generation from Hololive yet, and when that happens, it's going to be crazy. Hololive's also got Hololive Alternative in the works, which I don't know what Hololive Alternative is. So far, they've just released a promotional video. Highly, highly recommend watching it. Um, Yeah. The future of VTubers is exciting, and... I, for one, am really interested to see where it goes, and I, for one, will be watching it as it goes. I I partially am learning Japanese because I want to watch JP VTubers. I'm also partially learning Japanese because I just want to learn Japanese, but I would be lying if I said that the future of VTubers didn't have some sort of connection to it. But because there is such a English audience that does exist now, a lot of people on the JP side have been going out of their way to actually learn English and try to communicate with their English audience because they know that there is millions of people out there who could potentially be enjoying VTubers who weren't watching your content because they just didn't understand what you were saying. But if you can bring those people in with the ability to speak English, I think that more and more people can understand the appeal that VTubers actually do have. And I think that is a good place to end this off. We've been doing this for two hours. Um, I don't know how this went. I'm going to have to go back and look at it uh, after the fact. But I think that I think this was an interesting episode, at least from my perspective. This sort of gave me gave me a way to sort of reflect back on what I've seen in the past. Sort of do a, a brief history overview and understand how we sort of got to where we are because i i've sort of been watching this as it's been going but it seemed like it's happened so quickly that i didn't really have any way to like piece the events together but i think this i don't know maybe you guys didn't enjoy it maybe doing like more random stuff makes more sense but i like the idea of experimenting with the way the podcast works and i would like to do more stuff like this in the future maybe not on on anime maybe on like you know, the history of something, or, like, going over, like, the story of Kingdom Hearts and how, like, fucking nonsensical that is, or going, just maybe even talking about Linux, just doing two hours just on my Linux experience, or on gaming, or anything like that. I think doing themed episodes like that actually will be a lot of fun. They won't be every episode, because they do, in, in some cases, take more to plan, but I think they'll still be fun as a way to break up the content that I'm doing. So I think that's going to be pretty much everything. I don't think I'm going to do a shout out today because I think we can sort of establish or we can sort of treat everything I've done thus far as a shout out for everyone that I've mentioned. All of the VTubers I brought up in this episode, I think are 
absolutely worth your time. I don't think I've mentioned anyone who is a bad VTuber. I don't know of any VTubers who I care to think about who are bad VTubers. So I think that's going to be pretty much everything for me. <clears throat> Before I go, I would like to thank my supporters. So a special thank you to... Uh, I didn't bring my list up. Joachim, Donald, Logan, Mike, I'm tired. Andrew, Nathan, David, Carl, Will, Brennan, Chica, Bento, Jamie, Joseph, Josh, Mitchell, Peter, the Seventies, Thru, Tony, Tushar, and all of my two-dollar supporters. If you like this support work, there'll be links down below to all of my things. I've also got this podcast available as an audio version, available literally anywhere. The video version is available on YouTube and Odyssey. I have a main channel, Brody Robertson Plays, where I don't talk about VTubers, uh, but I talk about Linux. And I have a gaming channel where I'm effectively just an anti-tuber. I just talk about anime all the time there. But I play video games, a lot of weeb trash. We're going to be playing new games soon, like maybe this. Maybe maybe some maybe some nep-nep. Maybe some Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. I'll work it out when we get there. So that's Brody Robertson Plays, in case he didn't say it. I don't remember. Um, yeah. That's everything for me, and I think we're going to end it. Anything else to say? I've gone, actually, surprisingly, actually, one thing before the end. I actually went over all of my topics. I didn't think that would happen. I don't know how it happened, but it did. That's going to be everything for me, and I'm out.